the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roscoe Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roscoe Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 111 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the takeover of woke ideology and what it means for our future. That's right, George. You know, this is a subject that we come back to again and again out of necessity, not because we enjoy it, but because most Americans, including parents of school-aged children, fail to understand how pernicious this ideology is to our not only their children, but our future. And I think, George, to start this discussion, we need to ask the question, what does it mean to be an American or more specifically an American citizen? Uh, this is going to have uh, uh, meaning for our discussion today. Um, what is a citizen? Well, a citizen uh, is a member of a body politic that we have either entered into by birth or by decision, uh, a social contract. It means being loyal or having felty to that contract and a willingness to uphold it. Um, it means to participate in or and adhere to certain shared values and core beliefs. What are those core beliefs? Well, that's in question today, but it wasn't for most of our history. Um, as our founders wrote in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, that's a compact statement, but it's pregnant with meaning because it was once commonly understood, George, that rights come from God. Otherwise, we don't have any rights. Rights like freedom of conscience, speech, assembly, and property. Moreover, George, these rights are tied to the individual. They are not group-based that our Constitution a protected equal opportunity to pursue one's dreams, not equity, which, which means equality of outcome. That America is a merit-based society, not one based on privilege, skin color, or sexual identity. But recent statistics and reports are showing something very, very different. 
A 2019 Harris poll showed 92% of Americans believed their rights were under siege. But these same Americans could not say what those rights are other than freedom of speech in the Second Amendment. Yeah, a 2018 survey conducted by the Woodrow Wilson National Fellowship Foundation found that half the people polled had no idea whom the United States fought in World War II. Less than 25% knew why the colonists had fought the Revolutionary War. 12% thought Dwight D. Eisenhower commanded troops in the Civil War. It's unbelievable. (laughs) And George, our historical literacy is much worse in 2023. Americans today have lost fact of the sight of the fact that no citizens of any nation on the face of the earth have been better treated, enjoyed more freedom, or have been more prosperous than we've been, including those who consider themselves the marginalized. You see, Aristotle feared that democracy would lead people to believe that once you're an equal voter, you should be equal in everything. Yeah, Plato similarly uh, believed, and so did the American founders, uh, they warned that the inherent risk of democracy is that it would eventually lead to an ever-increasing radicalization of people's demands, which would lead eventually to chaos and finally to tyranny. Now, what discerning person today, George, does not see these very storm clouds gathering around us? In fact, of all forms of government, self-government is the most fragile. That's why Ben Franklin answered the woman who asked after the Constitutional Convention what the founders had given them, to which he responded, a republic, ma'am, if, that is, you can keep, keep it. In fact, the founders warned that constitutional republics are entirely reliant on a virtuous society. John Adams famously said, our constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. You see, recent history is proving the truth of Adams' warning as our culture slips further and further into a kind of pagan tribalism where large segments of society have abandoned our social contract which they have no knowledge of, and splinter along racial, ethnic, and now sexual and gender identity lines. And in fact, the historian and classicist Victor Davis Hanson in his book, The Dying Citizen, calls tribalism the default state of mankind. What's the new name we've given this new tribalism, Mark? It's wokeism. Uh, There can be uh, no other connection. And in fact, uh, someone as famous and as well-known as Elon Musk calls wokeism a mind virus that will destroy civilization. So it's not just us uh, warning Americans about this. In fact, recently, Elon Musk was interviewed by none other than Bill Maher on, a, uh, on his television program. And I think we have a clip that we'd like to play for you. I mean, you have talked about this yeah. woke mind virus. Yes. In really apocalyptic terms, yeah. I don't. You should explain why you don't think it's hyperbole to say things like it's pushing civilization towards suicide. First of all, what is the woke mind virus? And if we don't deal with this, nothing else can get done. Tell me why you think. Yeah. So um, I think we need to be very cautious about any, anything that is anti-meritocratic, um, and anything that is uh, that that results in the suppression of, of free speech. Um, so. You know, those are two of the aspects of the work mind virus that I think are very dangerous. 
uh, is that it's, it's often anti-meritocratic. You can't, you can't question things. Uh, even the questioning is bad. As Musk points out, wokeism destroys at least two of our founding beliefs, merit and freedom of speech. It promises the illusion of equality of result without the work that goes into it and without the consequences. In fact, wokeism demands conformism. You must share the group's ideology. There's no tolerance for individuality. And if you dare object, you will be deplatformed, canceled, or worse. And you see, wokeism also promises group power by stripping individuals of it, by having them become slaves to their desires, and by making them either irredeemably oppressors or the powerless oppressed. Wokeism is taking society back to what Thomas Hobbes warned would be a bellum omnium contra oms. Latin for that is a war of all against all. And boy, do we see this being played out in today's society. You know, George, at its core, I believe that wokeism is idolatry. Where you're the idol, you are your own idol. You worship yourself. Question, George, is where's wokeism leading us? And, you know, Plato warned, and we already quoted this early on, and he said, chaos first and then tyranny. Is that a hyperbole? Well, let's look at the evidence. Uh, There's not one significant area of American life that hasn't already been corrupted by this mind virus, Mark. Yeah, in fact, we have another video. You may have heard of Riley uh, Gaines, who's a a swimmer, a very competitive swimmer, and uh, recently lost out to uh, a male who identifies as a female named Leah Thomas. And let's hear Riley herself talk about what this has meant to women's sports. Talk about what it was like to actually swim against Thomas and what happened at the championships. So that first day was when Leah Thomas swam the 500 freestyle, and Leah won a national title, meaning Leah was the fastest female swimmer in the country, beating out three Olympians, um, American record holders, the most impressive female swimmers in American history, um, which was incredibly disheartening and really just heartbreaking to watch. Um, and so that second day, Thomas and I competed against each other in the 200 freestyle, to which ultimately resulted in a tie, almost impossibly enough. We went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. So upon tying, the NCAA official looks at both Thomas and I and says, great job, y'all tied, uh, trophy goes to Thomas. And when I questioned this, why the NCAA official, why was he adamant on giving the trophy to Thomas, he said, well, for photo purposes, Leah has to have it. You can pose with this one, but you go home empty-handed. Thomas takes the trophy. Mm. Um, and so this is when it truthfully occurred to me. Well, I knew before this, um, but this is when it, it hit me across the head is that this is not progress. This is not progressive. We're not moving forward. We're moving 50 years back in time to before Title IX when women didn't have equal opportunities in sports by allowing men to infiltrate into our sports into our locker rooms we were taking those opportunities away from women in the same lifetime as some of these these trailblazers for women's sports in their same lifetime they, they saw the benefits of title nine and now they're seeing that being taken away you know george the redefinition uh, of the meaning of words which have survived for millennia is part and parcel of wokeism uh, these these words are now being changed in homage 
to gender identity politics. First, Title VII and now Title IX, as Riley Gaines mentioned, where biological sex is being redefined to mean sexual orientation and gender identity. In fact, George, as you've reported, the Biden administration is actively rewriting Title IX. And not just there, Mark, but also in corporations. Uh, They're being controlled by DEI departments, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We've seen this recently play itself out with the Anheuser-Busch, the trans influencer, Dylan uh, Mulvaney, uh, the Disney executives being coerced to get involved in Florida school policy because of the demands of its woke employees. And Mark, just as recently as, as today, you know, as we're recording this, I got a note from one of my friends that his... Uh, corporation has gone woke as well and, um, you know, mandating all of these uh, DEI webinars that they have to go through. So it it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in the, the public school system. It's in women's sports. Uh, it's in it's in corporations. Uh, it's the rewriting of our laws and, and 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 federal purse strings are attached to wokeism. And George, what's really frightening is it's now taking over medical practice. Um, Heather McDonald recently published a book uh, titled When Race Trumps Merit, uh, and she reports that increasingly um, no MCAT requirements are being required for certain racial groups for admission into medical schools uh, with scores that would be disqualifying for any other racial group. So if the, if the tests are being included, they're being dumbed down. Medical, medical school licensing exam increasingly is going to pass fail, again, because of the grading disparity among certain racial groups. Grants are becoming race-based instead of merit-based. Hospitals and medical clinics are lining up to profit from offering gender transition therapies for minors, that result in sterility and irreversible changes, performing top and other bodily mutilation surgery. In fact, George Boston Children's Hospital has put out a video that has a psychologist saying that children sometimes know their transgender from the time they're born. Thus, they begin seeing children when they're between two and three years old and coach parents that they must support the child's transition or the child will be suicidal. It's unbelievable, but Georgia doesn't stop there. And it continues to other cultural institutions in the arts, music, and literature world. Curators of these domains are now choosing works to showcase based on the fact that they weren't done by Caucasians or from European colonialists. Music schools that once practiced blind orchestral auditions behind screens so as not to consider anything but the talent of the candidates have gone in the opposite direction. Now they are deliberately, quote-unquote, color-conscious. And, of course, uh, we can't leave out law enforcement, uh, which has been transformed in the name of wokeism. In fact, in the aftermath of George Floyd, police departments have been defunded across the nation. Our largest cities are becoming no-go zones where businesses and major retail chains are abandoning them because of crime. San Francisco is probably the most famous city in the country, not only for being beautiful, but for large retailers like uh, CVS, Walgreens, and now Nordstrom's pulling out of the city because of rampant crime there. Uh, George, even red light cameras at intersections are being affected. If they show, for instance, that blacks are running more lights than other racial groups, 
the evidence is increasingly being thrown out. Heather McDonald points this out in her book. But George, for purposes of uh, Protect Our Kids, where this is really hitting home, of course, is in education, starting with higher education. And this is where we're seeing things like SAT exam as you know being just thrown out the window. And in particular, it's having an effect on one large demographic, and that's the Asian community, who's always had this as part of their core value in their culture uh, to excel in education. And so their admissions into higher education are being uh, hampered. But standardized academic tests, you know, as they're being thrown out, they reveal the racial disparities in academic performance. Uh, It's not about intentional discrimination, which our civil rights law outlaws. Uh, The tests themselves aren't racist, but because they show different results, say, between Asians and blacks as a group, they are considered per se racist and therefore cannot be used. In our elite colleges, the number of administrators attached to DEI departments is increasingly exponentially. And what's replacing meritocracy? Well, what we see now is racial admissions quota, uh, direct discrimination against the most objectively qualified candidates, elimination of standardized tests, uh, even grades at Cornell University. Admissions and graduation are, are synonymous At Stanford, there are 16,000 Stanford administrators to 16,000 students. That's a say what moment. That's Uh, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And and, and Mark, uh, you know this way better from your your time in in higher education. And an administrator for every student, what VDH calls the commissar system, where every admin has to take a woke diversity oath. Potential faculty are being rejected for lacking sufficiently aspicuous diversity statements. Yeah, um, you, you have to kowtow to these diversity commissars or you're just not going to have a position, according to Victor David Hansen, increasingly in higher education. But the fact that Stanford University, one of the most elite colleges on the planet, has as many administrators as students shows you the extent of the problem. But George, even perhaps even more alarming, that wokeism now has infected our nation's armed forces. The Wall Street Journal published an article uh, entitled The U.S. Navy's Bud Light Moment, uh, where Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama points out that the U.S. military now faces an unprecedented crisis of recruitment in its 50-year history of an all-volunteer force. The services have never missed their recruitment goals until last year. The Army fell 15,000 recruits short of its goal last year. That's an entire division. Why is this? Perhaps it's the fact that the military has gone woke, has something to do with it. In fact, we have another video that sort of points out the problem. The U.S. Navy now turning to drag queen influencers to attract new recruits. I receive attention just for being myself on a daily because being queer, being non-binary, someone such as myself on a regular gets stared at. I'm at the top of my game. I'm right up there with the big dogs. Girls, come on. Leave the saving the world to the men. Active duty yeoman second class Joshua Kelly doubles as drag queen Harpy Daniels and now is the face of the Navy's recruitment drive as a digital ambassador. 
Well, the Navy recruited only 982 new reserve officers last year, well short of its goal of nearly 1,400. And late last month, the Navy posted another video of Lieutenant J.G. Audrey Knutson, a legal assistance officer who describes herself as non-binary, meaning neither male nor female, speaking about her deployment aboard the aircraft carrier, the USS Gerald R. Ford. Lieutenant Knutson boasted that the highlight of her first deployment, also the 13 billion vessels first, was reading a poem to the entire ship during an LGBTQ spoken word night. George, you can't make this stuff up. And finally, wokeism is stirring up racial hatred that is both frightening and, frankly, incoherent. A few months ago, an Asian man, uh, Charlie Cheon, produced a video that has gotten 4 million views because it cast light in the open racism and ethnic hatred by members of the 20-something generation. These particular examples, called from various TikTok videos, highlight racism uh, specifically against whites, which is now in vogue. But of course, as we know, racism against one group never stops there. Ironically, the videos show young Asians and even whites exhibiting the same vile racism. I think we have a clip of that video. The difficulty here is that no matter how many anecdotes I share, they are just that, anecdotes. And people who refuse to believe that this is happening will just chalk it up to my experiences being a fluke. Or worse yet, they'll say I'm lying. So I've compiled some TikTok videos. I want you to take a look at the things that are being said about white people, especially by the younger generation. The kind of statements people wouldn't dare say about people of any other race. Take a look at what is stunningly in vogue in today's society and ask yourselves, where does this lead to years down the line? You have a token white and you're hanging out with your friend group of color you need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. That's that's all I'm saying. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't don't let them think they're a good white person. Accomplices ask, how can they support black and indigenous people of color? And sometimes I really don't know what to say, but here's one easy way. Just don't have babies. Men can single-handedly cause the white genocide that they are so afraid of. With 2.25 billion Asian women and half a billion white men, baby, it'll only take two generations. In two generations, there will no longer be any blonde haired. These are some things I noticed about white American culture. Being grounded is a punishment to them. That's what they call punishment. Mm. The least grounded, least balanced, most destructive race considers being grounded a punishment. Yeah. They also say really violent phrases. Like they say things like, kill two birds with one stone. Why do we have to kill the birds? Why is everything so violent? It's almost like one's language and phrases reflects one's nature. Hmm. And that's a behavior that's very common among white women. You may have not intended that, but there are many white women. We are both white women. We are inherently a danger in spaces for black, indigenous, and other people of color simply by existing. It's white cis men who are part of the far right-winged ideology of fascism. That is a true threat and the terrorism to this country. If BIPOCs stand in the street and scream at the top of their lungs, I hate all white people, I want all white people to go die, die white devil, you cracker bitch, um, that's still not racism. George, people wonder... 
how did we get here? But as we at POK have tried to explain, the roots go back decades and have been spreading under the surface until now, until suddenly it's out in the open. Uh, Destruction happens gradually, and then it happens suddenly. Will the mind virus destroy civilization? It arguably already is here in America. If it's not too late, there is one virtue above all others that will now be needed to pull us back from the abyss. And what is that virtue, George? Courage. It's courage. Uh, This is the key anecdote, antidote, uh, to not go along with what you know is not true, that gender is fluid, that biology doesn't matter, that slavery was somehow unique to America, that merit is a tool for the oppressed, that white Americans are responsible for everything that's wrong with society, that black Americans and other minorities cannot be racist, that equity is more than just equality. These are all society-destroying lies that must be confronted and boldly before it's too late. But there's one other thing that we need to do. We need to pray. And that is the most important thing because when you look at our civilizational moment that, that we live in, there's nothing that can ever change it than if God doesn't come in and change and transform the hearts and minds of people. And so parents, we encourage you to pray, pray over your children, uh, pray over your churches, pray over your cities, pray over our nation. Uh, we are in desperate need of a revival today. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have uh, today. I know this has been a sobering report, uh, but it's one that we thought very important to bring to you. Um, please take the time to visit our website, to pull down our brochures, uh, to sign up and subscribe so that you can get our notices. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.